0: Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. I'm your host, life and business coach, aka the quit your job coach, Kelly McEntee. I help you love who you are so you can love what you do. Let's get started. And today we are talking about something that I think will be very helpful, impactful, and relatable to so many people that are listening, especially those who are parents of teens, young adults, and even as myself, a mother of two toddlers. Um, So we are talking to life and wellness coach, Amanda Chatsikhanousk. Amanda, you just say your last name. When you come on to introduce yourself, I'm not going to attempt to say it again, it's a beautiful last name when you say it the right way. Um, You are a life um, and wellness coach, like I said, for um, teens and young adults. So Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And I would love for you to um, just briefly introduce yourself, say your last name for us, um, and tell us um, a little bit about you and what you do and kind of like how you got here.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. I'm super excited to be here. This is like, you know, my favorite topic. Um, so I am Amanda Chatsy Constantino. And I know the last name can be super intimidating. So it's I had it. Good. And
0: then I, I yeah. didn't. And I don't, I want people to know too, like just because I really struggle with saying your last name doesn't mean like we've connected and we've had a lot of like really good conversations about the impact of this topic today of like what if every teenager had a life coach um so okay continue introducing yourself (laughs) yeah
1: yeah for sure you're definitely not the only with the last name so that's okay um and so yeah so for me working with teens and young adults is my passion is my purpose on this earth and what really led me to that was my own journey as a teenager really struggling with my own mental health and figuring out like just life like who am i what is it that i want to do with my life and being able to do that on my own it was a challenge And so I want to bring these tools, these life skills, these goal setting tools, stress management strategies, like all of the things that so many of us wish that we learned in school that are, you know, regardless of any other, you know, school related subject, these are the things that we need to be successful, to be confident, to find our our life's purpose. And really, for me, is helping young people to show up in the world as their true authentic self. I think that is like so powerful when we can step into that. And especially for young people, because at that age, like they're really feeling lost and I can relate to this. And I almost, I know every adult (laughs) that I've spoken to, I've yet to meet someone when I tell them what it is that I do, they don't say, you know, something along the lines of, where were you when I was a teenager or I uh-huh. wish I had somebody like that. Right. So being able to bring that to young people is truly my 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 passion um in in my passion and just life. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Okay. So when you sharing that too, like it makes me think like we all have, or I assume we all have at, at least some point in time, like our own story or our own version of a story of feeling lost. And I know for me, my version of that story is when I was in college, I, uh, one of my friends, I was a little bit envious of her destiny. Love you. Um, She knew her major That she was going to, she knew what she was going to do with her life when we were in 10th grade. And I was like, how does a person know that? And so um, I went to college um, and I changed my major like Three times, two times for sure during my freshman year of college, and then I also during my sophomore year. To start off my sophomore year, I transferred to a different school, thinking like this is it, this is my major, this is what I want. I thought I wanted to be an elementary teacher, and once I was in the classwork and in the curriculum of that, I was like, I do not want to be here. That that's not it. Like I don't want to be in the classroom every day. I want to do something related to the idea of helping people, but not in the classroom every day. And so I was just like this lost, lost soul. And I walked into the career counselor's office and I remember her just listening to me, asking me questions. And she wasn't a parent who I love my parents. They've always been supportive, but she wasn't a parent. She wasn't a friend. She was somebody that like, I had no history with and probably no future with either. She was just there to help me through this lost feeling. And I remember sitting in her office and sitting in her chair and feeling like the the light bulb turn on, like the clarity come through me. And I said to her, like, I want to do what you're doing. I want to help another person feel the way that you just made me feel. And so I always say like my journey of becoming a coach came well before I even knew like what coaching was or what kind of career like this could be. So I went down the path of like public health and doing um, things like that. And so I'm wondering from you if you have a like your own version of a story like that where in your your teen years or your your young adult years, where you were similarly, like you said, like just feeling like you're navigating it on your own. Was there anybody who came in to your life? Or what was your way of like figuring this out for yourself? What do you have a story there?
1: So for me, I think that like, there isn't this like, that big moment of, oh my gosh, there was the person that I met. There was the the this life event that happened for me. Mm-hmm. It was several small events or certain things that I would reflect back on later, especially as I got more into coaching and I got more into personal development and I learned a lot of language that really helped me to describe the things that I had experienced as a teen. So being able to label like, oh, that was anxiety, like all of the things that I didn't have language for and had no idea what was happening, I thought like, I was just a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so all of those small things and similar to what you what you were saying is I look back on my life and I can see so many situations where I was a coach. I may not have given myself that title, but I was a coach. Even like my entire life it's always been oh I need advice or I need someone to talk to. My friends, my family, people turn to me. This has been true for me my entire life. So I think really having that aha of like, oh, that's where I figured it out was sort of really being able to look back back as I was on my personal growth, personal development journey and see, hey, there's a situation where I was a coach. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really like have that official title at that time, but I was using all of these skills. That now when I'm in coach training are telling me, this is what you need to be a good coach. So just, you know, being able to see in the past, what Mm -hmm. things like, I almost feel like I've been a coach my whole entire life. I just maybe didn't say it that way because I didn't know what I was doing
0: yeah, Uh, or I
1: didn't think I did. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Now there's like this ownership of it. And like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And seeing like your, how you said to In the beginning of like, this is your purpose of like, like letting the kind of like the steps, the stepping stones along the way reveal to you, like, this has been my purpose. And this is what I've been here for all along. And like that struggle that I felt as a a young adult, as a teen, figuring out I was like, you're navigating it on your own, was all there to be here for you now to be like that relatable, um, empathetic um like what's the word i'm looking for the voice for young young people today and so Mm -hmm. so we're talking about like having a coach for teens and so i just you would probably agree with me i'm willing to bet that every person in the world could highly not could would highly benefit from having a life coach And even as adults, you know, there's so many, there's, it's never too late. And also it's never too young to have one. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of like, what if every teenager could have a life coach? What's, what's like the thought behind that? And what do you see as like the impact of that?
1: Hmm. Good question. You know, It's so big. It's hard to even put into words because I think that this would actually like when we talk about changing the world, this to me is changing the world because so many young people are at this place like we've already talked about that they are lost. They are confused. So why wait? And yes, absolutely agree. Everybody could use a coach. But why wait until we're adults? And maybe at that point, we're looking to therapy, instead of coaching, right? So let's have these preventative measures. Let's also, for young people, their brains aren't even fully developed. So let's give them those tools and skills and strategies to be their best selves, so they can live their best life and almost like programming their brain in a way that this is their default. They are growing into this growth mindset as opposed to like, you know, they're adults and now they have all these deep rooted limiting beliefs. And we're trying to like uproot it. You know, I love these like garden
0: (laughs) analogies because
1: we, we, right. We can perfectly see for a teenager, the seed, it's just the seed. There's Mm -hmm. no roots, nothing has grown yet. So if we're planting all of these seeds, by the time they're adults, they're able to use these tools. They've practiced using these skills. So yes, They're not going to be perfect at using them. Nobody is. Nobody ever will be. Even as a coach, I have my own coaches. Like we're never perfect, but we do get better at using these tools so that those deep seated roots are strong enough when, you know, maybe there's a strong wind or there's a challenging situation that comes up. We can hold our own and we have this. Incredible toolbox that they've built over a long period of time. So for me, I think it's really having that solid foundation for Mm -hmm. them so that it really becomes their springboard for their future.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I, as like using garden analogies of like uprooting and things like that. I always use like uh, exercise analogies as well. And I think of like my own self and in, in this, where I'm at right now is I'm really working on um, like having focus on like my mental fitness in the sense of like, where am I like backing out of commitments for myself? Where am I not like keeping my word to myself and, and like seeing discipline as an act of like self-love, not this like laying the hammer down on myself, but where am I, where am I backing out on myself? And I'm seeing so much stuff that I'm like, getting stronger in, in my mental fitness and, and overall emotional intelligence, all of those things is it feels like it's such a heavy lift. And I just think of like describing this is like, what if it doesn't have to be a heavy lift? If you could like work with somebody who is in their younger years, forming their brain, it's still like, um, you know, we can, we can change it. We can program it in a way that is positive and helpful and nurturing to them. So it's like, they're consistently getting in shape that they're always in shape so that then when they're, you know, my age 35, I'm like, feel like I'm like doing a power lift here instead of just like picking up a couple of dumbbells that are, you know, really easy and light. Um, And so that's kind of how I see it. The impact too, is like, it's, it's like, we wouldn't even actually, No, like it's kind of like going back to like my public health roots. Like, kind of the goal is to not see the impact, right? Like, the goal is to like not have something to react to. That there's no problem to fix. We're just like continually like improving our baseline. That our baseline gets to be higher and better and stronger as well. There's no like going back to repair. It's just like a an up leveling every every so often. what do you see, like when you work with teens or, you know, young adults, um, what do you see as like their, what are like the trending struggles or the trend, if that's the right way to put it, but where do you see them like struggling with most these days?
1: Definitely confidence. What you were touching on before this self-worth, like allowing themselves to, be first. And some of them may not even put it in these words, but in summary, they're that, oh goodness, the world of social media and that comparing to others and trying to be somebody that they think they should be, like really trying to figure out who they are. And again, they may not come with these ideas, these might not be the initial words that they use, but these are the common challenges. These are the common struggles. These are the things that for me, I see time and time again, they're feeling lost, confused. They're feeling like they're not good enough. They're feeling like they're not worthy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's funny to think about that because as we are talking about teens and young adults, it's like, these are very similar things that adults also struggle with Mm -hmm. and so it's a perfect way of I love this like lifting weights like that kind of analogy because it is right they already have lift the lifted the five pounds the 10 pounds now they're at the 20s or the 50s like they've got it down
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but for a lot of them they've never even walked in this metaphorical gym before so they have no baseline and so starting with these like to me these are fundamentals these are things that we all need and we're all always working on no matter how much coaching we've done
0: right yeah and I think of that too like I want to talk more about like the role of parents as well like what's the impact there and So aside from my coaching business, I also co-lead a local youth group, and this is a group of really high-achieving young students, Um, and they are very smart, and they're sharp, and they're very involved, and they are those, like, eager hearts that want to make an impact in this world, and I love that for them, and I also want to, like, not forget, like, why are you high-achieving, and not to say that that's bad, but, like, what's, what is happening here that is making this be like what you're constantly striving for? Like what happened to, you know, just hanging out and being a kid. And I remember in one of our first meetings with this group, um, we were talking with the students. I was like, kind of like, what are your struggles and what are some things like happening? And um, one of the students shared. And it was like a way that we, they could share things confidentially, like write things down and stuff like that. And one of the students shared how like they can't really bring any homework home or tests home or grades home that are below an A. And my heart just like went out to her. And I thought like, oh, can you imagine the pressure? And in, in reading that, and i'd love to hear like your perspective on this too but very like vaguely not naming who said what in the group i just shared like if you guys are feeling pressure from your home from other people in your life especially like if you're you're feeling like you're always striving to be a certain way for your parents what if instead it, it didn't have to be like this pressure on yourself but rather like compassion for your parents, that that's all that your parents know. And perhaps, and unfortunately, you're kind of like this thing, not, not a thing you're a human, you know, that your parents love, but like this approach is that you're another thing for your parents to show off or, or like be proud of about themselves because there's maybe something missing with that, with a parent where they need to maybe do their own kind of like why why do i put a pressure on my child why am i making them feel like a plus or nothing like that was just kind of an interesting revelation i had in in witnessing and being with these students so i'd love to hear your perspective on that too and kind of like how parents can play a role in this and like where can they maybe do like a check in with themselves and also, I think there's some some conversation here too about like how to talk to your your teens, your young adults, your the the young your your children, the people that you're parenting. Um, so yeah, any thoughts or or feedback on that?
1: This is huge
0: <laughs> because parents do
1: have such an influence with their kids, and I hear from so many parents that well, my teens don't listen to me. And you would be surprised how many of them come to a coaching session and they'll say, oh, you know, my parents said blah, 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 like whatever it is, right? Or something that I think is really powerful that's often overlooked for parents is the fact that they are, maybe it doesn't seem like they're listening, but they are, but on top of that, they are watching. Mm -hmm. They are witnessing everything that you do. And so when I hear from a parent, you know, this frustration or this challenge with their teens, it's often, you know, a question of, well, let's take a look at an an honest, loving, again, carrying that compassion over to uh, as parents, Mm -hmm. right? When we look in the mirror, what pressures are we putting on ourselves, how are we managing our own mental health, our own mental wellness, our own emotional intelligence? Like all of these things that we want our kids to have. How do we do that for ourselves? And when we can role model that for our kids, even though it may not initially look like it's having an impact, I have lost count of the number of clients that come to me. And let's be honest, most teens or young adults are not coming to me because they want to have a better relationship with their parents. (laughs) Often it's because their parents want them to come there and in hopes of that happening possibly, but it's not one of their goals. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And to hear at the end of so many coaching programs that the feedback from parents is that, wow, our relationship has completely transformed. Mm -hmm. And I think this really speaks to this role modeling for them, because it's very rare that in the coaching session, we'll actually talk about, well, how do we get a better relationship with our parents? But the fact that they have this model between me and them, that they have this powerful relationship where it is a two-way communication, right? There's this honest and open and trusting container for them to share whatever's coming up for them with no judgment Mm -hmm. and not you know I'm not jumping in right away to give my advice or try and fix the situation and as parents like this is I know as a parent myself like we don't want to see our kids struggle we don't to see them suffer we just want to make everything better we want them to be happy we want them to be healthy we want to fix yeah yeah like you're okay it's okay but sometimes this is actually the exact opposite and it has the exact opposite effect though it comes from the best of intentions there's been so many sessions where I'm actually just sitting in a hard situation they've just broken up with Mm. their boyfriend girlfriend and we're just sitting in that moment feeling Mm -hmm. that sadness Mm -hmm. and that helps them to move forward in a crazy way that sometimes you may think like does that even work but it is important for us to feel all those feels and allow space for that and I know as parents this can be such a challenge but I can from experience say that so many young people in those moments have really been transformed or had like an incredibly powerful transformation. I still remember this one client that um, came to me and usually in the sessions, I'm always curious, like, you know, what was your favorite part? How was the session? And his favorite part was when I had asked him how his day was. Mm. Like, to me, that is incredibly powerful. Like, yeah. when we just get curious and ask them about them or what's important to them, There's you know, there's no words that can really put into, like, summary how impactful that can be. And if, as parents, we can have that those ideas as well, And I feel like it's so, there's so many, like so many different things sprinkled in there, but like, like overall, if we're just being there and meeting them where they're at and then role modeling these things, because sometimes, you know, there are life challenges, things can be hard and it's okay to admit to our kids as well, that, you're 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 struggling or that there's a challenge and I mean you don't need to divulge all of the details that's maybe a bit too much but letting them know that you're ch- you have challenges too or you're just navigating this you know space of being a parent like you're just learning too we're all just learning through yeah. life and that to me takes the pressure off Like suddenly the lid of the pressure is like, oh, okay. Like now I can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Like we don't need to know all the answers. We don't need to have all the fixes for our kids. Mm -hmm. Just be there with them and role model the behaviors that we want them to have.
0: Mm -hmm. And maybe even the ones you feel like you've been missing or that you want for yourself. Because I think like at the end of the day, all we want is like to be seen and to be heard. And with so many of like my coaching clients too, there, I find there's this conversation around like being understood equals being loved. And I, I, I have like a, I get that and I love that. And I, but yet I also have like a, a lighter approach to it is is how I've helped clients as well. I was like, when let's like, let's look at the word to be understood. How does one become understood? They are heard. They get to vocalize. They are seen. And so like, what if it's not even that you need your parent or your child, vice versa to like understand you and like get what you're doing or get this phase that you're in or get like what's going on. But that you can be a place where somebody can feel heard and be seen. And that is what the love is. And through just allowing that you begin to understand, or you begin to at least like see their perspective and maybe you'll never fully understand, but just like kind of like breaking this like attachment that to be understood is to be loved. Like you, you are loved period and we want to be seen and heard. And so when you, when you said that example of like, um, of the student saying, like, when you just asked them, like, how was your day? Like, that's so simple. And that it's like kind of heartbreaking that that was like the the biggest impact of that conversation for him or for that student. Um, and if anyone listening to like, maybe like turns on a light bulb of like, oh my gosh, it can just be so simple. With their kids and with everybody that you encounter, like, how are you doing? What's going on?
1: Like, how are you really doing? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had too many conversations and I think we can all relate to this where it's like, oh, how are you? How was your day? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Like, that's to me (laughs) such a generic answer. And we all just jump to that. Uh And I think how many times have we gotten into a conversation where it's like, "Oh, I'm good. How are you?" And then the person responds like, "Oh, I'm good. How are you?" It's like, "Well, I, I just answered you. Like, are you listening?" You.
0: Like- yeah. are you listening? <laughs> well, and I think too, like, um, I think of it too, like in you know, like in my relationship with my husband and with other people that about like people's reactions to you, and I think that another thing of like asking people, how are you? And and really asking and and wanting that true answer. Also noticing, I think when a person is like, maybe like snippier with you or like having a stressful response or um, just not being like the the them that they like to be too and the one that you like to be around, like that, you know, in a marriage, like that comes up. And one thing that's been really, helpful for me is to kind of, and I don't even always ask this to my husband, but I like, I slow down and I think to myself, like, I wonder what's going on with him. Like, I wonder what happened in his day that maybe he just, we haven't talked about yet, or he hasn't shared, or maybe he doesn't even need to share. But, and I think that could be the case with like a parent communicating with their kid as well as like, maybe you're, child is short with you maybe they are moody or you know quiet for some reason or another to just like slow down and pause and ask yourself like I wonder what's going on with them today and seeing like there's so much it's like the iceberg there's so much more underneath than what we see right in front of our eyes
1: and I think it is okay to say that out loud too right like the I'm noticing you seem a little bit stressed today or i'm noticing that you seem really excited today Mm -hmm. labeling it especially for young people because oftentimes they don't know how to label it yet if they don't have the if they don't have the skills if they don't have the tools if they've never been given all of these things if they already have some level of emotional intelligence then they might be able to identify Mm-hmm. But for some of them, they're completely lost in their in their head. They're so confused that they don't even know how to say like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling anxious about this test. Mm-hmm. They just feel all these feelings. And oftentimes I think even as adults, we can relate. It's not always just one <laughs> feeling happening right. at once. So helping them to even give these containers or labels to how they're feeling can mm-hmm. be super helpful. And then just leaving the space, whether they want to, like you're saying, maybe they want to share, maybe they don't. And either way, it's okay. But having that ability to label your emotions is an incredibly powerful tool in life, just in general. And so you can identify, right? Like how you're feeling in this moment and authentically, not just, oh, I'm good. Like the generic, right?
0: Yeah, I love that. And i that like is the work of of coaching too. And, and it's like we can all take a different approach. It's like sometimes it's like we know we can like label with words what the title of a feeling is, right? Like I'm anxious. And sometimes we can't even put words on it. Like sometimes I'm like I'm feeling I'm just like meh. Like, I don't know what the word is, what the label of the feeling is, but it's just like this, it's a sound, it's a grunt, it's a, you know, it's, it's a something like that. And sometimes it's also just like, I don't know what the feeling is, but I have a tightness in my chest. I can feel like pressure in my temples that to just name what's going on, whether it's naming the physical like reaction that we're feeling in our body, whether it's like, sounding it out when we can't find the words like, ah, I'm just feeling uh, right now or, or that mm-hmm. you can like label, label the feeling and name it too. So in your journey as coaching young people and working with their parents as well, and just your own self, what has made you um, like most proud it's, it's kind of, I want to ask this question too. Is like, what makes you most proud of, of where you, like where you've come or where your clients have come from to where they are now. And then that then kind of leads to like, and what sort of possibility does that open up for like, what's next?
1: Hmm. Another great question.
0: I, I, I love good questions. So
1: being most proud first for myself and whenever I get into conversations like this it's always a fun little trip down memory lane like actually remembering where I was as a teenager and where I am now the like those two versions of me are completely different like this lost and confused to very sure, very excited, very focused on this mission of every young person having a coach. Yes. There are certain things as a teenager that I, I like to do or that I knew that, I mean, I've always loved being around young people, but there wasn't this clear vision of, well, Hey, that's my mission. My mission is for every young person to become the best version of themselves. And so the second part of that, that, those proud moments is actually in the coaching seeing young people really coming out of their shells, really expressing themselves, really showing who they are and showing up in the world in an authentic way where they feel confident, they feel empowered, they feel excited about life. Mm -hmm. That to me is the, the best feedback when you can hear that from not only just The teens or young adults themselves, but also their parents, when they can see this transformation in their child, especially as a parent myself, I know how powerful and how like just meaningful that really is for them. So I think that for me and seeing that vision continue to like be magnified and amplified and having other people also in the world that are just as passionate about working with young people it sees that vision coming to life because when I first started this mission, it seemed I knew it's what I was meant to do, but it was huge
0: mm-hmm.
1: And every day, getting closer and closer to seeing that almost the vision get more into focus. Mm -hmm. And because I can see the ripple effect, I can see others in the world also too, that are just as passionate about supporting young people, because it's, to me, it's a collective Mm -hmm. thing. It's not, I'm saying, you know, my mission is for every young person to have a coach. It doesn't mean I'm their coach. They just have a coach.
0: Right. Yes. And I love like the, I feel like I love the image of like the ripple effect too. And I feel like it can put one's like heart at peace and at ease because, you know, like you don't, it removes this pressure off yourself that I have to do it perfect for everyone everywhere and do it right and da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. then it's like, I'm doing just enough right now and trusting that it will go where it needs to to create the next ripple. Like Like knowing what I do right here and right now Takes care of this this work, this mission, this vision that I have. Staying here, focusing on this, seeing like what contributions is the am I making through the work that I'm doing here, and like we we never know the the full impact of the ripple effect too, which is really exciting. Also, yeah, I love that. Yes. Amanda if if anybody wants to just go find you on social media, find you on your website, or work with you, where can they find you and what are the ways that you are helping people right now? Well,
1: I'm on in terms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh again, my name no, might be a challenge to spell <laughs> but I'm sure you'll probably have the links and everything for people to yes. get to yeah. there mm-hmm. um so that you can find me there you can also find my website which is trueself.com. you'll find all my contact there you can reach out to me and I have So many cool new things that I'm always working on because I just love being creative and get super passionate. Right now, doing a lot of one-on-ones with teens and young adults. So one-on-one coaching programs. With that said, they're very customized to the young person. So depending on what their needs are, it looks completely different for everyone. With that, in supporting young people as well, I'm also working on group programs. So I have some group programs for young people. And I also offer what I my version of a workshop that I like to call a fun shop because it's fun because that's the rule in everything that I do is that it's got to be fun. So they're fun shops and they're different ones. I I, I host them at, at different times throughout the year and they're you know activity based. So there's things around creating vision boards, goal settings, and we actually do the vision board, we do the goal setting in that session. So that we will actually walk away with something like tangible, you know, Mm because we all, I feel like attend all of these different things are even young people. They're in school and there's just so much going on. So being able to actually create these things in the moment, is mm-hmm. super powerful. So yeah, that's
0: a few of the things <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So group workshop, fun shops, um, and then one-on-one coaching all at hello, true is your website. And, um, I'll have all your links. Um, okay. Is there any like, like last words of wisdom, last parting words you want to share? If there's like anything on your heart that you're like, Oh yeah, definitely. Didn't say that, but I wanted to about whether it's like parents, um, young people about just like, you know, hope for them, possibility, or just the impact of what coaching could, could do for them. So my last words are usually often
1: remember that you are doing the best you can. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a young person, even though it doesn't feel like it with all of the tools, with all of the things that you have going on in your life right now, you are doing the best you can. And just remember that. And if you feel like you're not, if you feel like you're struggling, ask for help. There are so many people out there that are here for you, whether it's me, Kelly, like a ton of other people, right? Like there are so many people out there that are waiting to support you. So ask for help, just just ask, just ask for help. Even if you think that maybe, you know, my programs might not be the best fit for you or your kid, just reach out anyways. Because you don't know who I know. You don't know, or even if you see somebody else, you don't know who they know. Like I have a very large network of other people Mm -hmm. who work with young people, professionals who work in this space of young people. So if I'm not the right fit, at least then I can lead you on a path to get you to the right person. Mm -hmm. But that has to start with you asking for help. So just ask for help. We're more than happy to to be there for you, to support you, to guide you in the direction that would best support you on your journey. And remember, always remember that you are doing the best you can.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And that, like, I felt my whole like body just be at ease with you saying that and remembering like, we are doing the best we can. And like right here in this moment with what we have, like we're always growing mm-hmm. and expanding and changing. So even if we look back at like, you know, I look back at like when my first, firstborn, born, the first year of life, I, I could like beat myself up over just like the way I was with some things But if I just remember, like I was doing the best I could with what I knew at that time. There's just like so much, again, that compassion and that um, like love for oneself and grace. Grace is huge. Well, thank you, Amanda, so much for being here and for imparting your words of wisdom, your hope. And um, I think too, there's, there's this like relatable calm that you bring. people too so thank you for sharing that here and and just remembering like you're okay right now how you are you are okay um so thank you so much and uh we will see you all next time